the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Look at Psalm 25, verse 11. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. What does that tell us about God's character? It tells us that our God is a forgiving God. Our God is a God who forgives iniquity and pardons iniquity and forgives sin, even when the sin is great. And why will he forgive us? Why will he pardon our iniquity? For his name's sake, because that's just his character. That's his nature. That's who he is as a person. Have you ever done something that hurts someone and you don't know if they will ever forgive you? The Bible says we all sin against God, so how do we know he will forgive us? In today's message, Pastor Dan shows how knowing God's name tells us all we need to know about his nature to forgive. No matter how much you or I sin, it's in God's very nature to forgive us. By really knowing his name, we can be sure he will always forgive us. All we have to do is ask for forgiveness and praise his name. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Jesus is described in the New Testament as our Savior, our Rescuer, our Redeemer. He's described as the sacrifice for our sins, our atonement. He's described as the Lamb of God. He's described as our ransom. He's described as the good shepherd. He's described as the door. He's described as the bread of life. He's described as the way, the truth, and the life. He's described as the resurrection and the life. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says of Jesus that his name, his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's described as the first, the last, the beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega. He's also described as the judge of the living and the dead. He's the judge. And so on and so on and so on. We're just scratching the surface barely of God's character, of God's nature, of God's attributes. This is why it's so important for you on your own individually to study the Bible and read the Bible so that you know who God is and you know his character. You know his nature. You know what he's like. You know his attributes and his qualities. And so when we talk about his name, we talk about his name in this third commandment, verse seven, we are talking about his character. 
His character should come to mind. And when we read through the volume of the book, when we read about his name, it's not just the label that identifies him. We're talking about his character. And so turn with me over to Psalm 5, verse 11. But let all those who rejoice, let all those rejoice who put their trust in you, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. It's not just that I like saying the name Jesus, that it just has a nice ring. I love how it rolls off the tongue. That's not what it's talking about. It's his character. His nature. Let those also who love your name, your character, be joyful in you because of your character, because of your attributes, because of who you are. Not just your name, but because of who you are. Look over in chapter 7, verse 17. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. I will sing praise to the name of Of the Lord Most High. I will praise God for who he is. For his character. For his attributes. For his qualities. I will sing praise to the name. Of the Lord Most High. Look at chapter 8 verse 1. Our Lord how excellent is your name. And all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens. Right. How excellent is your character. Your nature. Who you are. Your qualities. Now look at chapter 9, verse 10. All those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. All those who know your character, they'll put their trust in you. Because they know you're trustworthy because of your character. Because of who you are. They know you will not forsake them. What did Jesus say? I will never leave you, I'll never forsake you. Right? He's the friend who sticks closer than a brother. Lo, I'm with you always. Right. If you know him from studying the scriptures, you know, his character, you know, his attributes, you know, he's trustworthy. As Paul says, I know whom I've trusted. I know him. I know his character. I know he's trustworthy. I know he'll never leave me, never forsake me. I know he'll never fail me. He'll never let me down. Because I know his character. Let's flip over to chapter 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots. And summon horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God, right? I'm not putting my trust in chariots or horses or any strength of man. I'm putting my trust in the Lord, in his name, his character. Because I know he never fails. And I know he'll never let me down. Look at Psalm 23. Oh, we know Psalm 23, right? Look, verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake, because of who he is. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me he's shepherding me? He's bringing me into green pastures. He's leading me to still waters. He's restoring my soul. He's leading me in paths of righteousness. And he's not doing that because of me. No, he's doing it because of him, because of who he is for his name's sake, not for your name's sake and not for my name's sake, not because of who I am, but because of who he is. Because his character, his character is he's a shepherd. His character is he leads people, he protects people, he provides for people, he restores people. 
That's just who he is. So he's doing it because of who he is. Look at Psalm 25, verse 11. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. What does that tell us about God's character? It tells us that our God is a forgiving God. Our God is a God who forgives iniquity and pardons iniquity and forgives sin. Even when the sin is great. And why will he forgive us? Why will he pardon our iniquity? For his name's sake. Because that's just his character. That's his nature. That's who he is as a person. He is just a God who pardons iniquity. No matter how great it is. Look at Psalm 29, verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Right? He deserves glory for who he is. The glory due to his name. Because of his character. Because of his nature. Because of his attributes. Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Not just the name Jesus, but let's exalt his character, his nature. Let me tell you about my God. He's a loving God. He's a forgiving God. He's a faithful God. He's a trustworthy God. I'm exalting his character, his name. Psalm 109. And there's a whole bunch of other verses in the Psalms that we could look at. Verse 21. But you, O God, the Lord, deal with me for your name's sake. Because your mercy is good. Deliver me. He's appealing to God's character here. God's nature. Deal with me according to your character. According to your nature. He's saying, he's not asking, deal with me according to my character or my nature. No, deal with me according to your character. Because your mercy is good. Deliver me. A couple other verses I'll read to you. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 22. Listen to what he says here. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you his people. You know what Samuel says? The Lord's not going to forsake you because of his great namesake, because of his character, his nature. He doesn't forsake people. It's just against his nature to forsake people. And Samuel is comforting and reassuring the nation of Israel, telling them, God's not going to forsake you. It's against his nature to do that. He can't do that. Just like God can't lie because of who he is. For his namesake, his great namesake, he's never going to forsake you. How about this one? This is in the New Testament. First John chapter two, verse twelve. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. Why did God forgive your sins and my sins for his namesake? Not because we were so wonderful. (laughs) Not because we were so deserving, but because of his character. But because of his nature, he's just a forgiving God. He forgives people of their sins. 
Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. You know, in John chapter 17, verse 26, which is, of course, the high priestly prayer of Jesus as he's praying just before his arrest and crucifixion, Jesus said to the Father in his prayer, I have declared to them your name. Right? And when Jesus says that, he's not saying that I just walked around Galilee saying, his name is Jehovah. I've declared his name. I've declared your name to them. I've shown them who you are. I've shown them what you're like. Remember, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You want to know what God's like? Just look at Jesus. He's declared the name of the Father to us. Exodus chapter 33, look at verse 18. This is Moses speaking to the Lord God, Jehovah, And look at this request that Moses makes in Exodus chapter 33, verse 18. He said, please show me your glory. What a request. Show me your glory. Now look at God's response in verse 19. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Show me your glory. All right, I'll tell you my name. I'm going to let you see my character. I'm going to let you see my nature. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Now look down in chapter 34. Moses says, show me your glory. And God says, I'm going to show you my name. And then in verse 5, chapter 34, verse 5, the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with Moses there And proclaim the name of Yahweh, Jehovah. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord. Here's his name. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, By no means clearing the guilty. We talked about that last week. Those who are guilty and hate God and never repent. He doesn't clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. The children's children to the third and fourth generation. God declares his name. Verse 8. So Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth. And he worshipped. Show me your glory. I'll tell you my name. And what's God's name? He describes the attributes of his character. Verse 6, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sins. That's his name. 
And again, when you think of the name of Jehovah or you think of the name of Jesus Christ, this is the kind of stuff that should come to mind. Merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And God wants when people hear his name, that that's what comes to mind. When people see someone who identifies as a follower of God, this is what should come to mind. Mercy, grace, long-suffering, patience, goodness, truth. Forgiveness of sin, iniquity, transgressions. One more passage for us, and then we'll go back to Exodus. Numbers chapter 6. This is the priestly blessing that God instructed Aaron, the high priest, and his sons who served as priests. This is how every time there was an assembly of the congregation of Israel at the tabernacle, when the assembly ended, this is how God instructed Aaron, the high priest, to bless the people. As they go, it might sound a little familiar to you. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel And I will bless them. Here God tells Moses to tell Aaron the high priest. Every time an assembly finishes. I want you to give this benediction to the people. And say this over them. And put my name on them. This is his name. And God wants the people to leave the assembly. To leave his presence. Knowing and reminded that he is a blessing God. And he is a keeping God. And he is a gracious God. And he is a God who gives peace. And God says, this is what I want people to leave with. I want my name to be on their mind. Not the name, the word Jehovah, but I want my character, my attributes to be on their mind. My name. I want them leaving knowing I'm a blessing God, a keeping God, a gracious God, a God who gives peace to his people. That's his name. All right, Exodus chapter 20. Look at verse 7 again. He says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now, you have a better idea of what is meant by the name of God, right? So you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now, the word take, it means to lift up or exalt or carry. And it's used elsewhere in the Bible for lifting up a banner, right? Okay, so he's saying, you know, you shall not lift up, exalt or carry the name of God in vain. When we became Christians, when you became a Christian, I became a Christian. We took the name of Jesus Christ to ourselves. We raised the banner of Jesus Christ. The banner over us now is Jesus Christ. We raised the flag of Jesus. We identified with him as Christians. We identified as followers of Jesus Christ. When you were baptized, you were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You identified with his name. You took his name, which means you took his character. And you took his attributes and you took his nature and you're waving this flag 
I have identified with Jesus Christ. The banner over me is Jesus Christ. I've taken his name to myself. And so now our words and our behavior are a reflection of his name and his character. We've identified ourselves. We've identified our lives with Jesus Christ. And so our lives now must be consistent with his name, his character, his nature. And the third commandment, it warns us to not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And the word vain here, it means emptiness. It can mean falsehood. It can mean with worthlessness. It can mean frivolously. And the idea is you've taken the name of Jesus Christ to yourself. Don't misuse the name of God. Don't misuse it. We've identified with Jesus. We've confessed Jesus Christ. Now don't misrepresent him with your words and with your actions. Don't misuse his name. That's what this commandment is telling us. Now, Orthodox Jews They refuse to say the name or write the name of God out of fear of misusing his name. That's how far they take this commandment. When an Orthodox Jew writes the name God, they will write G-D. And instead of saying Jehovah or Yahweh, they'll say Hashem, which means the name. They won't say the name. They'll say the name instead of saying Jehovah, right? Out of reverence for his name, out of fear of breaking this commandment. Now, I don't believe, I don't fault them for that at all, but I don't believe God forbids us from using his name. He's forbidding us from misusing his name. We're not to use God's name in vain or in an empty way or in a flippant way. We're not to misrepresent his character by our words or our actions or our behavior. We've identified with Christ. I'm a Christian. We've taken his name. And now we represent him. And if we misuse his name or misrepresent his character with our words, our actions, our behavior, that dishonors God. And it can give people an incorrect view of God and an incorrect view of God's character and what is acceptable to him and not acceptable. We represent God now. We've taken his name. Now, in several places in the Old Testament, God tells us Israel polluted his name. That's the word it uses. He says, you have polluted my name among the Gentiles, among the non-believers, by misrepresenting me with your behavior. You polluted my name. They violated the third commandment. So the counterpart to this is found in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. In the Lord's Prayer, you know the Lord's Prayer. Jesus taught the disciples to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. So that's the positive of this commandment. The negative is don't use God's name in vain. Instead, hallow his name. Venerate his name. Consecrate his name. And isn't it interesting that the first petition in the Lord's Prayer is hallowed be thy name. Before asking for daily bread, before asking for our sins to be forgiven, before asking for thy kingdom come, hallowed be your name. Lord, that your name would be honored and consecrated in me and in my life first and foremost. 
Thank you for making Ring of Truth a part of your day today. Tuning out the world and tuning into Scripture gives life a whole new meaning. While the Word of God may feel like a whole bunch of do's and don'ts, it also offers love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness that only Jesus can give. Pastor Dan Sexton has been teaching through a series that ultimately sets parameters and safeguards for those who choose to follow Jesus. Did we pique your curiosity? We hope so. If you'd like to hear more from Pastor Dan Sexton, please visit our website, calvaryec.com. There are loads more messages for you to listen to. Find out more about Ring of Truth and the church behind it while you're there. The About tab at the top of the page will fill you in. If you enjoy connecting through social media, then don't forget about our podcast. It can be found on iTunes as well. In addition, you can find us on Facebook. Are you a part of a church? If not, we invite you to join ours. Sunday service times can be found at calvaryec.com. We'd love to meet you and worship Jesus together. Our live stream is available for those of you not close enough to attend in person. We believe that time spent in God's Word is time well spent. There are numerous other ways to get involved with what's happening here at Ring of Truth, such as, well, why don't you just see for yourself under the Serve tab at calvaryec.com. We're out of time for today, but thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice. And it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.